Whole Life Health with Missy. Listen to what clients are saying. Today was so healing and restful. I appreciate you. I couldn't believe how relaxed my body became. I'm looking forward to making this a part of my self-care. Thank you. Follow Missy on social media. Then scan and book a whole life health session today. Welcome to another episode of 360 Wisdom Speaks. Our guest today calling in from Pennsylvania is Vanessa Ray. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Beverly and Nicole. I'm happy to be here. Well, we are just thrilled to have you here. Nicole's going to read a short bio so the audience has a little sneak peek of what Vanessa's all about. And then we're going to get into the wisdom conversation. You ready for it? I'm up for it. All right, Nicole, she's all yours. Vanessa Ray is a confidence coach, teacher, bereavement, doula, healer, intuitive, mystic, and musician. She helps women and girls in the battle, struggle, and torment with food, their bodies, and themselves. She guides them on this deep, sacred, profound, and even pleasurable journey to their empowered embodiment of confidence and comfort, liberation, light, beauty, and peace with their bodies and in their lives. Welcome to the show, Vanessa. Thank you so much. Wow, now that's an interesting bio there. But I really love what you were talking about. And we, you know, we had a couple conversations before on how you impact lives of women and young girls, right? When it comes to being okay with your body and and being okay with what you put into your body and things like that, right? Can you share with the audience, you know, how you do that and how you make that happen and the importance of it? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Thank you. So I think I'll start with, with the importance. Um, and that is really to get beyond it. And so that you are living a life that feels like your life so that you are living a life where you feel you know, purposeful um, according to you and meaningful according to you. And with that comes a sense of freedom, a sense of joy, a sense of enthusiasm for life. Um, you know, all of these things, being a human, all of these things are wavering things, you know, moment by moment, day by day. But to get over the preoccupation with our bodies um, and the reason I focus on on women and girls is because you know we're we're targeted more. We're certainly not the only ones. Not every woman and girl struggles with this, and not only women and girls struggle with body image issues um, or you know what to eat, when to eat, that kind of stuff. But it's certainly more of an issue that women and girls um, kind of have to have to move through, partially because of culture, society, um, all kinds of things. Um, and I have, I have a bit to say about that as well, if that comes up, but, but again, the real purpose is not so that we have these perfect bodies or, or anything like that, but so that we get on to what feels like our life for us. 
Um, and we're in a body, obviously, during this lifetime. And so to give the gifts of the soul, to give the, the gifts of loving, receiving love, um, exploring, um, going farther in our careers, our work, whatever that is for us, our art, our families, um, our different roles. Um, I've seen and known personally so many people, myself included in the past, um, having, having that spark, that reason for living to be so limited and hindered because of having an issue with our body. Uh, turning on our bodies, um, being preoccupied with, with our food, overeating, undereating. Um, and so that's, that's why I do what I, what I do is because I, I believe in the liberation of all people, but I'm called to help women and girls particularly. And um, the, I think your first question talk, asked more about, you know, how I do that. Um, there's a lot of ways, which is one reason um, I have such a varied um, resume and it's because i'm a bit of a renaissance woman myself and though i have certain modalities i tend to use more so like the coaching the heat the um, healing arts um, counseling different things like that it it sometimes takes um, all of these different things to for each person you know and a kind of a unique concoction for each person um, to, to see what it is that they need to see, to move past, to forgive, to heal, to change, to shift, to align to, to let go, to get to that place where they can say, okay, I, I accept this body. I wanna live from this body in, in a way that feels good to me. Well, that sounds wonderful. So again, and it's an interesting topic and it's sometimes it's a very touchy topic. Absolutely. So Vanessa, you were sharing about the importance of the body and what we do with it, you know, women and young girls, especially, you know, sometimes we're just not really confident in our body or we're very self, you know, um, like what the word is, but we, you know, we just, we just kind of don't respect our body maybe, right? Or we think we look ugly and we don't. And so sometimes we get abusive, right? Can you share a little bit with the audience when you're talking with women, or especially young girls that are coming up, you know, and, and that self, you know, conscientiousness that they have around their body? Yeah, no, it's great. Thank you. So, it's interesting you said it's the importance of of the body and yes the body is important but really my bent on it is that um we get so focused on objectifying ourselves and others and experiencing the body from the outside in um and often as you hinted you know as you talked about in in this negative way and really what I believe in the work that I offer is about the importance of the body really being so that it's just a tool that is not in our way of expressing 
who we really are, which is not a body. We are beyond the body. We are, we are underneath the body. We are outside of the body. We are such a bigger thing than a body. So even though we're in a body having this experience um, temporarily, we also were so much more. And part of that objectifying that we do with ourselves really can keep women and girls in particular, as, as a lot of media and uh, cult cultural social conditioning, um, and just kind of historically, that's, that's where we are right now for most people, is this um, objectification, um, this kind of gross perversion um, with our body as this thing that it's supposed to look a certain way instead of just having it as this beloved tool for the real purpose, which is to express ourselves, our soul, our light, our gifts, to, to give love, to receive love, to explore. So as much as my work is about the body, it's actually really about getting, you know, over the body in a way and over those preoccupations with the obsession of our body, the obsession of our food, what we're eating, what we're not eating, what we look like, all of these things, which are okay to obviously enjoy, have a preference, pay attention to, but as it really serves our bigger self, as it really serves our life, our life purpose, um, our soul, or whatever you'd like to call it. I use spirit and soul a lot, but you know, if you don't find yourself as a spiritual person, just think of what you actually are here to do is to not have a body. You just happen to have a body so that you can fill in the blank, you know, what is important to you. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I help women and girls um, kind of heal this issue or, or get into a relationship with their body with the mirror, with food that really works for them. And you, you'll know if it's really working because there's peace, there's enjoyment, uh, there's some ease, and you're not overly preoccupied with it. You're busy living a life, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. You know, I think, you know, we have all kinds of questions about how come I don't look as pretty as that one? You know, how come I'm, you know, too skinny or too fat or too short or too tall or, you know, <laughs> yeah. what, whatever the case may be, right? And, and instead of being just accepting of who we are in the moment and, you know, it, it, instead of having those barriers, you know, between yourself and that outside world. But to really start to have the inner world of who you are start to come up and shine, right? And the more, you know, the more that you do that, the more you start to really enjoy your uniqueness of how you look, how you are. You know, there's this self-acceptance that becomes contagious. And, and what I really wish for all people, but, you know, again, I, I focus on women and girls, is that we feel good enough in just who we are. 
and our body is we might always have preferences i mean it's a human condition to have preferences of weather preferences of food preferences of people that we date preferences of interest in music and you know you're gonna have preferences of like oh i just really love that my legs are so strong and i really have a hard time that my hair is so brittle it's like okay that's fine that's totally fine but you know when you were saying you know oh this person is like this and why don't i do look like this and, and you know that kind of overly critiquing and comparing and objectifying i mean it's a certain mindset that that we're most people at least and again mostly women and girls are are conditioned to be this way and it is a critical judgmental no one feels good you know it, it doesn't do good for anyone and it really seeps in it go it go it's so insidious it's so deep it's so um, ingrained for most of us at such an early age. Um, and, you know, I listen to people in their 80s still sound, you know, still speaking that way negatively about themselves or, um, you know, putting, the, putting themselves down with ease um, or comparing themselves to others. And, I mean, everyone loses is the thing. You know, everyone loses. And so, um, really, it's a mindset shift. You know, and and it's deciding to engage with yourself, and therefore others, in this other way of okay, I'm gonna have preferences. I have preferences, you know, often, again, in all kinds of areas of my life, just like everyone will. However, there's a huge difference in I'd prefer to be taller, or I'd prefer to feel lighter, or I'd prefer to lose weight, or I'd prefer to. I love it when I have a tan, personally. I just, I like it. I prefer it. It's great. However, there's a big difference between my preferences or even the things that are my least favorite things, you know, versus, you know, I, I don't respect myself because this, or I'm going to say really mean, uh, nasty, horrible things internally or to the mirror. Or I'm going to think that I don't deserve um, love in a relationship because of you know the 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 tire around my waist. Therefore, I could never go ask for the promotion, or I could never have this type of life, or I could never. I mean, there's a, there's a really big difference that I think is worth becoming really clear um, about so that we can distinguish between um, you know, a form of self-abuse and a form of a preference, you know, because I, I used to really be be um caught up in that. And I and like I said, I hear I still hear people who are, you know, elderly having those conversations. I hear people, you know, little girls who are 10, 11, 12, 13, who are saying heartbreaking things to themselves. You know, I can't, I can't go to the dance. I'm too fat. It's like, and this is exactly what I'm talking about. Like your soul yearning to have an experience, but because of the judgment, because of this shame, this kind of, even if it started somewhere else, it's now in there. So it, it becomes the self-imposed. I don't feel free enough. I don't feel 
comfortable and confident enough to go have this life experience that I really want to have because I'm judging my body as not good enough. Does that make sense? Oh, it does. And that is so critical because there is so much of that. And, you know, it just broke my heart when you said you're listening to 10-year-olds and 11-year-olds, 12-year-olds say saying things like that, you know, and it's like, it's devastating, you know, and it, it's, I, I guess it's kind of part of what society puts us out there. When you look at the movies, you know, and movie stars and, and models and everything, and what what people don't really understand and realize that to have that look, what they're actually doing to their bodies and to their minds just to have that image is is like the extreme destruction, right? Can you talk a little bit about that and how that pendulum swings from one to the other and yeah. and how you help these young women, you know, and of any age come back into that balance to feel comfortable in their own skin, shall we say, right? Yeah, I love that. And I love how you said come back in because that is very much the process. Um, is is this, I, I often say it's a coming home to yourself. It's a coming home to yourself where you make the decision, first and foremost, I'm going to love myself and learn to do that. I mean, we, we've heard, everyone's heard that, but it's like, what does that mean? What does that actually look like? What is that, you know, it's an abstract thing. What does it look like to love ourselves? And and like you were saying, you know, with a lot of the the movie stars and the, and don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with movie stars and not everyone that looks like a movie star or is a movie star is is necessarily doing, you know, harming themselves or not loving themselves, you know, who's who's to say exactly, but I think we can say it is an epidemic. It is insidious in our culture and yes, part of the fact that what we see is is women having to look and act and be a certain way to get ahead. You know, if you look at almost any sitcom, it's like the wife often is still um, attractive and fit and has a certain thing. And often the husbands can be overweight, bald, whatever. And again, I don't my I don't believe in shaming at all. So if you are overweight, that's fine. If you are bald, that's fine. If you are thin, if you have the body that looks like maybe you're harming yourself to have the body, it doesn't mean you do, right? Like part of part of the issue is we have these lenses on and there's so much assumption and judgment. And ju- if someone is overweight, it doesn't mean they have a food issue. It doesn't mean they've let themselves go. And if someone isn't overweight, it doesn't mean that they don't have a food issue or that they are taking care of themselves. It's really an internal personal thing. And going back to the choosing self-love, it's going to look different for every single person. It's going to look different every single day. Sometimes love has you say yes to something. Sometimes it has you say no. Sometimes, but it's this lifelong personal journey of of how can I love myself, honor myself, be in my body in a way that's empowering for me, where I'm really discovering what my beauty is 
not because of the industry, not because of the movie stars, not because of social media and filters, and not because even of your parents or your partner telling you what you're supposed to look like. I mean, you can't, you know, you can't go too far, you know, in 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 a in a culture, especially with you know the internet and everything, where it's not getting in in some way where it's like where women and girls are kind of programmed that our our worth is wrapped up with our beauty. Yet, when I say the word beauty here, I mean a very like it's been prescribed to us what beauty is, and. I call it big to, to make the, the discernment. I like to say big B beauty as in like true beauty, like the beauty of a flower. Like you don't have to compare a rose to a lily or an acorn tree to a walnut tree. They, they both have beauty. Which one's more beautiful? I mean, that question is just like one person might like one, one person might like another one, per, you know? So we're like that. We're all born with big B beauty, like when babies come out, I mean, I don't know anyone that, you know, it's like, this baby's beautiful. And we don't actually check all the boxes like, uh-huh, perfect cheeks, perfect skin tone. Okay, the head is perfect. Okay, that, you know, I didn't check all these boxes and then say, oh, my daughter's perfect. She came out at covered probably in meconium. And I said, she's perfect and felt she's perfect. So it's this true love, this unconditional acceptance of who we really are beyond the body, underneath the body, asides of the body, that, that I want people, I want to help people feel that beauty, that worth, that it has nothing to do with society. It has nothing to do with being good enough because you were granted that, because you worked out enough or because you limited your food the right way or because or you know it's really just that's who that's who we are <laughs> innately we're worthy and good enough and big be beautiful now um we don't always feel that way and yes we we're born into a sea of being told things being brainwashed things and and there's backlash to that and there's all these assumptions and all these ways of seeing things and, and judging things. And I want to just kind of help people cut through the mess and get off. Oh, you know, when, when you say cut through the mess, sometimes we look at ourselves and it's just like, we are one big mess. Okay. <laughs> and it's okay to recognize that, right? <clears throat> and just oh, start to say, yeah. I've, I've and, recognized and, I'm a mess several times. <laughs> <laughs> Well done, you know, exactly, you know, and, uh, you know, perfection is just that imperfection, you know, and that imperfection is what makes you unique. And so it's not really an imperfection, it's your uniqueness. And so what you're sharing here is really critical. And it's, it's so true. And we all have this crazy thought about who we should be because of that uh, image you know, or because someone is telling us and repeating and saying over and over. So, you know, early in the conversation, you said, this is nothing more than just like, it's a mindset, right? Yeah. Right. And so with what you're doing, um, helping women and, and young girls to overcome that, can you just share a little bit about 
if I were, let's just say I were a client of yours, mm-hmm. you know, how would that look? You know, yeah. what would you say to me to kind of get that break the ice, I guess, in the conversation yeah. and, and, and see where that goes. Can you share a little bit with that? Sure. Absolutely. Thank you for the question. So, I mean, the first thing and what the way that I work that I think is different, I'm, I don't consider myself as part of the diet industry at all, or even the beauty or healthcare really, you know, industry, although I find the work I do is real, true, holistic health. You know, the first thing I say to people um, or to you, if you came to me and said, you know, I want to lose weight or um, I, I'm crazy with my food, I'm obsessed or I can't stick on a diet. I mean, this is this is what most people come to saying. They want to change something about their body and they're sick of, you know, failing at diets and having this kind of battle with food in their body. And the first place that I start from is you're already good enough. And this is, I think, one of the biggest and the first differences I like to really make is because a lot of what's out there, um, whether they say it directly or most of the time it's indirect, is this thing of you have to change to be good enough. Let's lose weight so you can be you. Let's lose weight so you can finally be this perfect version. Or let's have you fix something about yourself so that you can be good enough. And I like to start with you already are good enough because if you are trying to make a change with your body, if you you come to me and you want to lose weight, but you feel bad about who you are, that means we're, tr- we're you want to create you want to create change from a place of lack. You know, you're starting to create a change or or fix you know in quotes something about yourself from already not feeling good enough or right. And so the first thing is. You might not feel it and know it, or at least you might not feel it and know it all the time, but you already are good enough. You are that perfect baby. You were born already good enough. Now, from that place of, okay, I am good enough. I do deserve this. However, I prefer to lose weight and I prefer to have a relationship with food that feels workable, that feels peaceful that feels like i don't go home every night and binge and then feel like shit and put myself down and berate myself and so that's kind of a key distinction to start with is like you're just as a co-creator you get to decide you want a different relationship with your body so you're kind of just reframing the thought processing right well yeah and starting from a different place right starting you know, from that- a place of of I get to just decide without guilt and without shame. We're not going to help you change something because you're a failure or because you're ugly or because you're fat or because you failed. It's like, no, you're, you're good enough and you want something else. And then let's just move forward and and build on that. And, and that's, and that's a good thing. And like you said, and then that's part of that mindset shifting so when you can put all of that old chatter and that old story, shall we say, behind us, and then bring it forward. And let's start here today, a brand new you, and where do we want to take it? <clears throat> so, oh gosh, Vanessa, this has been really great. Uh, we are going to take a short break. When we come back, 
Nicole's got some very interesting questions that she wants to ask you. Awesome. Thank you. Whole Life Health with Missy. Listen to what clients are saying. Today was so healing and restful. I appreciate you. I couldn't believe how relaxed my body became. I'm looking forward to making this a part of my self-care. Thank you. Follow Missy on social media. Then scan and book a whole life health session today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to 360 Wisdom Speaks. Our guest, Vanessa Ray, calling in from the East Coast in Pennsylvania, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nicole wants to ask you a few questions of how you got to Pennsylvania. And she's going to ask you a whole lot more. So I'm okay. going to turn this part of the show over to her. And we want to hear a little bit more in depth of what Vanessa's all about. She's all yours, Nicole. Hey, before I start that, I'm going to do something I normally don't do. And I'm going to share my screen. And it says, I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And doggone it, people like me. And you guys... It, it is true. You know, when I, I went through coaching to uh, a few years back and it was the I am enough, right? The M Marissa Peer, um, you know, hey, I, I am enough. And, you know, it's, it's, it's very important. And, you know, so what that brings me to ask is my, my question is always the dark night of the soul moment for you. So, Vanessa, how did you get from point A to point B to where you're the person that shares with women how to be enough. When yeah. you're the person that says, hey, you're beautiful enough, you're smart enough, you're good enough. And once you're in that moment of, oh, I'm enough right now, and the imposter syndrome's out, the fear gremlins are gone, all that stuff is, is out the door for a second. And just a moment, you're back here at your inner, inner peace. How did you become the magical coach that you are now to share with women how to be enough? Yeah, well, you know, it, it, I do have some some key, pretty extreme dark nights of the soul to share, um, but also the whole thing is a process, and it's still unfolding. It, it really is this lifelong self mastery, um, and I would say I, I was always a spiritual. I was a spiritual child before I knew had that term um, spiritual in that I was very um called to my intuition and this deep sense of inner knowing as as the first memories i have i was in kindergarten and it grew and it never went away but also what started in in my adolescence was a real a, a turning on myself and starting to feel not good enough starting to gain weight and become um, preoccupied with food and eating and uh, became really insecure and really uh, starting to really abandon myself emotionally and in some other ways and got myself into a, a lot of trouble several times. And at one point, you know, full on eating disorder, bulimia, depression, um, a lot of risky behaviors that luckily didn't cost me uh, my life or, or serious damage. But at one point, um, I was so, I had become so uh, dysfunctional at this one point in my life. Um, I had, a, I had a breakdown 
and I was in college and I'd gotten to a low that I couldn't dig myself back out of. And it felt like my demons, my inner demons were starting to come out and I didn't know what else to do. And I basically checked myself into the psych ward. Um, I wasn't sure that I wasn't gonna hurt myself. I couldn't promise that I wouldn't, you know, throw up all of my food anymore. And for me, it was like waving my white flag of like, this is my bottom and it's so low for me. I don't, I don't know how to get out. And um, it was a real moment of actually, you know, I, I see it now as bravery and surrender, but it was, it was really having to look at myself in the mirror um, figuratively. And I spent 10 days in the psych ward and got, it's where I started really getting a certain type of help and I dropped everything. I dropped out of school. I stopped working. I was a holistic massage therapist at the time and um, in music school at a prestigious private college. And I really just had to put my everything on hold because it felt like if I don't do this, I feel like I might die. And um, that was the turning point for me. I remember I read Siddhartha in, um, in the psych ward. And I had been meditating and for years at that point, but at that point it was like everything else stops and I need to heal my soul. And then and only then will my life be able to go on. And yes, I'll go back to work or go back to school or go back to things. But I felt like everything had to get stripped away um, and built back from that place. And thank you for sharing that, that, that very intimate, vulnerable moment of your life. And, and, and to be here to tell your story uh, and to say, hey, you know, this, this was me. And you're not in that victim mode. You're, mm -mm. you're in the teacher mode. You're not, hey, I'm the survivor. Uh, you need to stop this. And we all go through that when we heal. But right now you're in the mode of mentor and to to be able to bring that energy in a centered place uh, because you listened you listened to your guidance saying hey hello vanessa it's time to be the ray of light that you were meant to be and 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 come into the healing and and no matter who you are or how you've got there there are times i mean i went through anorexia but i didn't recognize it as being anorexic uh and but it wasn't that i hated my body it was because I was in a survivor mode and I did lived on the streets and I did many, many things and I lived my life and I had a great time doing them when I was 14 or 16. It was fun. It was crazy. I was rebellious. Um, but I, I look at it from a, a lesson of learning, um, yeah. you know, and, and not everybody is able to either get rescued or rescue themselves. And I'm sure I, I would could only, uh, believe that people were trying to tell you hey take care of yourself on that journey and that maybe you weren't in that place to hear um, and not everybody is we're not always able to hear when we need to get rescued um, and but it's it's when it comes out into the wildness that it, is the energy inside of us or the fear gremlins inside of us or in our subconscious and when that starts to show itself uh, kind of like the beast or the demon that it is that we hold inside, 
that's when it's scary and we can go, oh, whoa, that is very much what you said. That's the mirror. And that's very much the shadow self that we hold in that people, when they reflect to others and they say, ooh, I don't like that. I don't like your hair. I don't like your body. I don't like the words you use. They're triggering. Woo. And if anything taught us in 2020 was when that Pluto came out and the realness and that full shadow self of where we need to heal now as a whole. And, you know, I, and we can heal and we can help one another, but you, you can't force people to heal. Um, and, and, and that's very hard until being part of that on both sides. It's, it's to see that, okay, not everybody can heal, but the beauty is, is that you did. Um, you know, um, so this brings me into the mental health. I was going to ask you about that because if your mental health is not good when you're in that physical state of mind, whether it's physical first, mental later, or whatever the off balance is, um, what I worry about in telling people, and, and I love that you share your story and I'm very open with mine, but my worry is that when we're like, oh, everybody's beautiful and they are inside. And I'm 100% on that. I just want to make that statement. My worry is with self-care is that people lean so far on the other pendulum as it swings that it's not the first of the month at Walmart and you know where everybody's coming in their pajamas, their hair's all over the place, nobody's showered, their kids are screaming. That That is just a visual point that I make to paint that picture to say that you still need to love yourself. You need to find what looks good for you, what you feel good in, what you love to wear, what you love, how you love to wear your hair. But that doesn't mean don't bathe. Right. Well, And, and, then, and that really doesn't mean go crazy with the opposite of you're not healthy and you need to be at a doctor because you're tipping the scale at the other end one way or another and you're not being physical and you're not getting exercise. You know what I mean? I think the ideal thing is really engaging in a way with yourself that how you end up looking, how you end up washing, how you end up decorating yourself, what you, how you end up speaking about others and about yourself is just natural outward extension of you loving yourself on the inside. That if you, if your body needs to lose weight, it does because because you're caring for yourself and you're you're connected enough intuitively in a way that means something to you. And so it, it becomes natural to express yourself in, in a way that's most serving. I mean, for, for myself, you know, after getting out of the psych ward and taking this, you know, it was a process, but that was definitely the big, you know, the, the easy thing to point out and go like, okay, that was a low, you know, that was, I consider it one of a few of the dark nights of my soul, certainly. And from then on, it was, how can I mentally take care of myself? How, how do I emotionally take care of myself? How do I physically take care of myself? And in committing to that, I, I shed the depression. Um, I shed the dysfunctional relationships. I shed 40 pounds. I shed obsession with food. It became all those things I didn't have to focus on. Let me go fight depression or attack. Let me go handle this, then handle this, then handle this, then handle this from this kind of more masculine, aggressive fixing. It was like 
I'm doing the work on the inside and this is what my program does. I'm doing the work on the inside at reconnecting. And then the bulimia fell away and the weight for yes. me fell away. And again, Same. you know, it's, it's not a, I have it or I don't have it. It is, it is not just even a linear thing. It is like this ongoing becoming and developing, right? So I'm at a certain stage now that looks very different than it looked 15 years ago. I think I was, I was that low, that dark night of the soul that I'm speaking of. I was 29 or 28. I was 28 and I'll be 45 in, in a week or two. So it was a while ago. And it's not that, oh, I was so effed up then and now I'm great. It's more like there's this constant becoming and I'm actually excited about my future. And this is what I want for all people. But again, particularly girls, is like, I'm actually excited about continuing to grow into myself, continuing to refine my energy, continuing to feel beauty. Exactly. True beauty, not because I need someone to comment on my Facebook post. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what? what? Like, yes. Yes. Like a, a real feeling of like, I I like myself. It's fun to be myself. You know, I want and, and absolutely to have that. And, and to like, be in that energy all the time and to and, to understand that evolvement. And think about the way the world would actually look when women and girls and this is the, the the kind of the mission behind the these are the problems i solve type thing but the mission behind it is if women and girls felt that way about themselves we would be leading more you know they the would. world would actually be a different place well the, the world would be a different place and the the fact is is that you know you you, you don't want to be in that that you know, I've got a fixed or I've got a battle mentality. Okay, maybe that's on the other balance of, of the scale, but you don't want to be in the molly coddle. I'm going to protect you just the way you are. Because when the, the opening point for me was when I went to the police academy, I learned to exercise, I learned to eat. Mm. I learned to, uh, in a sense, command and control my body by allowing and seeing what I could do with my body, the strengths that I had, what I can do with my body, start to exercise, start to get into yoga. And, and those were the things that I'm talking about, the change and the energetic shift when you exercise, when you get outside, when you have movement and your mental health, when you eat better for you, for your body, uh, when you eat what's that, that kind of diet for you, what is it for you that works? When you start to see that that's what works for Nicole, that's what works for Vanessa. When you start to see that, not only do you feel that physical shift, you feel the emotional shift, yeah. you know, and, and I'm over here doing exercises with my shoulder because yesterday I was um, doing some shoulder exercises and running on the track and starting to change my, my body. And I'm going to be 50 and there's, I am at a happier, healthier level at 50 than I was in my 20s, than I was 16. And so when people say, do you remember when you felt better? No. Yeah, that's- Because I didn't, but then it again, it's always, it's always for people. So when you ask your clients, I've got one other question, you brought up social media. 
And this can be a very nasty question. It's it's fun to have filters. I like to put the the party hat on my head or change my eyes, and I like to have fun with it. Um, and I post, and and I love to share that. Sometimes uh, it's it's just in a happy spot. But the the detriment to that is, thank God I never had a video phone when I was sixteen. <laughs> you know, because there'd be. More pictures of my body parts all over the place because I was in a mode where I wanted to, I was happy to share whatever with everybody. Um, But the detriment of that is we don't see ourselves or how we see ourselves or who sees us and and what that boosts so so where's the happy medium for you when you talk about if you have your child um what do they see what do you see that's a happy medium with the social media these days and the body imaging yeah well again you know i don't think i I, just like i don't believe in approaching the body from the objectifying external thing i or, or food for that matter, food's a whole other subject that we're probably not gonna have time to get into, but I don't believe in these rules, like strict, hard, strict rules, as far as like, it has to look like this, it has to do, I have to do this, do this, do this, or not do this, do not do this, not do this. I think it's more like, where am I coming from in this moment? You know, where am I coming from in, if you are putting, let's say you're taking a picture and you're putting yourself up on social media and you're doing it from a place of, deep desperation deep sadness deep deep longing for something that will not be truly healed or uh, fulfilled by social media then you know the energy with which you do something is what's coming back so you know if you eat a meal from a place of i'm actually just really angry and i don't know what else to do if you put a picture up on social media because you're actually really really lonely inside and let's say you feel really really ugly and so you put a bunch of filters on it's totally different than if you're having fun and you're coming from this abundant energy of love and self-respect and you put a picture up and you just felt like it. Like, I really think that the, the who you're being is the biggest indicator. Now, there's going to be consequences out in the world, depending on what you eat, what you dress, what, how other people, you know, respond. You know, I've put things out. Uh, it doesn't ha- Luckily, it hasn't happened that often. But I mean, I've put things out before from pure love and pure, this is what I'm called to share. Um, it was one time there was, I was talking about a salad or something and I, I put it out there and then I got some weird, nasty comment that was totally confusing. And because I felt so in alignment and so sure and clear with why I put it out there and where I was coming from, their comment that maybe was put out to kind of quiet me or or whatever, it's it was more like it was able to not really affect me because I felt really good about what I was doing and who I was being. I liked who don't, I was being. Don't, don't you think sometimes, you know, the how people interpret things or misinterpret, you know, like comments, like you said, you're talking about a salad and they throw something out and you're like, uh, what does that have to do right. with my salad? <laughs> well, and actually the thing is it doesn't, you know, exactly. someone else's response to you says everything about them, right. which is why, again, like, 
you know, decide how you want your body to feel for you. Decide what you eat for you. Decide what you put on social media for you, but for for the love of you, for the respect of you, for for the goodness versus I need someone else to fulfill me. I need oh, other that right there. Want me. You know, that, that, I need like it's yeah. two different places to be coming from. Yeah, and that's back to that's, what I was saying at the beginning. <laughs> like, are you losing weight? to be good enough to be to be hot at the beach to to be you know are you do you want to release weight or change your food or or look a certain way because it would bring you more joy because you enjoy there yourself there you go and, exactly you know. it, it it is all about that fulfilling the self and there's how, do, how do i, I fulfill me we right? have to go soon probably but there's something that nicole said uh, i love the term she said something about opening her opening point um in her journey and you know something she was talking about really reminded me that you know ideally what we're doing for our body the exercise the food the things that we want them to not be you know this arduous thing ideally like when i finally healed and changed and and, and turned into a place that it started working when it turned into inspired actions. Like I genuinely desire to eat healthy and take care of myself. That doesn't mean I actually had two martinis the other night and it was a blast and I did it out of self-love also, you know, but like, and the Sunday that I'm going to have with my daughter when we celebrate my birthday next week, it's, it's like, but again, to have this be an inspired action and not a have to or a shaming thing. When Nicole was talking about, you know, it sounded like she went to, to police training and was learning about um, exercise on her body and eating well and how it affected her body. Like I felt this enthusiasm and this natural, like, I like this, this feels good, therefore I want to do it more. And I think that's what we have to focus on is how to get into that, such a good alignment with yourself, such a good relationship that you actually want to do things that feel good. Exactly. So the question to ask yourself when you decide to make choices or take actions is like, is this going to put me over here where it's going to make me feel good? Or is it going to put me over here where I'm going to feel not so good? Exactly. And then choose to, you know, if you want to choose to feel not so good, that's a choice. But if it's not, then it's like, okay, what could I do to make me feel better? You know, this has been a, a very enlightening conversation, you know, and to really, to get into that inner. And I think it's such a beautiful thing what you're doing working, especially with these young girls, you know, at the early ages, because that's where the change needs to start but it doesn't matter what age you are or what's going on in your life change is always happening with or without you and you can make yourself the best you you start like you said you were perfect when you started you still are and it's time to start from today and move forward and that's such a beautiful message it could you leave the audience with three little tips just three short things that they could take from this conversation and yeah. when they shut it off they can say i can do that right now what would that be yeah so the first thing would really be to check in the best you can at any given moment we all are going to vary um but to to check in with yourself and see if what you're choosing is to be worthy of love or because you are loving 
So is it from the lack of love or is it from love? You know, and make decisions from that place. Does that make sense, Beverly? Yes, it does. Okay. <laughs> Another thing is, you know, I'm actually just going to riff kind of off of, of what you just said, which is thinking of, of the consequences of things. You know, you were talking about, is this going to make me feel good or not good? And taking the, sh the, the judgment out of it, even out of the, this is good, this is bad. I've been good today. I've been bad today. This food is good. This food is bad. But just saying you know, what is serving and what is not serving? What is serving and what is what is not serving or what is harmful and what is helpful? And knowing that you're free, you're free human being, you can choose whatever you'd like. Um, what ripple effect is this, is this going to make for me? Oh, I love um, that. What ripple yeah. effect. I love well, that. You know, last night I will say, and I don't drink very often, but, but, um, I was at this fundraising gala kind of party thing and I haven't been out in a long time and and I'd had two martinis and it felt great. And it was like, there's that moment for me where I was like, oh, I want another one. And I, I, use, I use my own work all the time and it's like, okay, if I do though, you know, what is it, like what will happen? You know, not, oh, I can't because that sets off a whole other chain reaction. But if I do, then what? And it was it became very very clear without any back and forth. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I should. I shouldn't. It's like, oh, three martinis. Then the ripple effect is this, and it was just so easy to go. Oh no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You know. Exactly. And I chose, I chose a better. I, I chose what what would what the ripple effect that I want, which is waking up without a hangover. <laughs> <laughs> Good in my body and not well there you go you know and, food and you know so um and then you know the third thing i would say um is to look in the mirror every day without the posing or whatever you someone might do in the mirror i used to pose all the time i was an overposer um but just to look in the mirror in in the most neutral kind of honest um, intimate way you can with yourself and I, ideally without without the makeup or without any anything that you do and just be with yourself just really practice sitting with yourself and um, I do a lot of this in my program um, and, it, and, it, and it can be really really difficult to sometimes do but to, to start sitting with yourself in the mirror and really just breathing looking um, ideally saying something loving to yourself um but yeah just starting to really sit with yourself in in honesty great yeah beautiful tips there and they're not that difficult and it's things that we know and we should be doing daily anyways vanessa this has been a treat having you here today a lot of great uh information thank you so much for sharing your story because sometimes that's really tough and and again it all started out what's going to define you and what's not and make those choices within. So thank you again for being here. Nicole, thank you for being here as well. And this is another episode of 360 Wisdom Speaks saying goodbye for now. Whole Life Health with Missy. Listen to what clients are saying. Today was so healing and restful. I appreciate you. I couldn't believe how relaxed my body became. 
I'm looking forward to making this a part of my self-care. Thank you. Follow Missy on social media. Then scan and book a whole life health session today.